0: Welcome to the Holistic Accountant Podcast. My name is Stuart Weems. And I'm Mina Abraham. The aim of this podcast is to demonstrate how valuable tax and business advice is when we take a holistic approach. That is, all tax and business advice that your accountant gives you must be aimed at helping you achieve your business and lifestyle goals. It's not only about saving tax. In this episode, we'd
1: like to talk about what your holistic accountant should be working on. Over the past 20 years, accountants used to spend most of their time on on compliance, which is essentially looking after their business's books, financial reporting, and/or lodging their tax returns. The process used to be very manual: uh, data entry from bank statements, for example, deposit slips, checkbooks, and so forth. I even remember the old uh, green ledger payroll <laughs> payroll ledgers that we used to try to work out what the uh, work out our payment summaries from. Accountants would spend most of their time looking at historical data, i.e. what's happened, rather than not what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and it's important distinction, Mina, between you know what accountants do and what financial planners do. And I mentioned financial planners because really an accountant, if they're going to provide holistic and forward-looking advice, they need to kind of switch mindsets from a, an accountant mindset to a financial planner mindset throughout their day. And really, financial planners uh, are more concerned about or focused on what 's going to happen next or in and importantly what's going to happen over the next few decades uh, and start thinking about what should we be doing today and particularly over the next twelve twenty four thirty six months so that we 're getting closer to achieving our goals whereas an accountant typically in their sort of day to day role they're looking backwards they're looking at what 's happened over the last quarter. The last year or the previous financial year, for example, so it is a bit of a sort of mindset leap uh, to really pull yourself away from the books and start thinking about, um, you know, what's going to happen in the future, or even, even importantly, what what is happening today uh, to help my client or help my business, or what what improvements can we make? Because obviously, if we start thinking about those things when we're preparing tax returns, it's too late; the 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 time's already elapsed, and things could have changed. So the challenge has always been to sort of pull yourself away from that workload, the coalface if you like, find some time and space to start asking ourselves questions, you know what should this client be doing, what should this client be thinking about and is there anything, any changes that we need to make proactively as we move into the next financial year to remedy some of the, the issues or consequences that we've seen in their historic
1: results. So, like with many industries, accountants uh, have benefited much from technology, automi- automation, and systemization. As an example, most bookkeeping software providers now have a function called data feeds. This is where your where your bookkeeping software integrates into your online banking system, importing all transactions directly from your, from your online banking into your bookkeeping ledger. This doesn't only provide you with real-time data so we can advise uh, accordingly but it also helps you determine how your business is performing in real-time. It also allows you to automate your compliance for, for example, your BAS processing and eliminates most of the time-consuming aspect of bookkeeping and dare I say it might eliminate the need for some bookkeepers in smaller businesses. Another example of how technology has improved ac- the accounting industry is through managing expenses. I remember when clients used to bring us shoeboxes full of receipts and ledgers for us to process. It used to be a most daunting process ever. But through applications such as HubDoc and Receipt Bank, it's as easy as emailing your PDF invoice or or bill to the system or taking a photo through your, your smartphone and uploading it directly to the software. The software will extract all the data from the invoice or receipt, uh, such as the supplier name, the ABN, the invoice total, the GST component, due dates, and so forth, into your software. So this doesn't only ensure you're capri- capturing all your expenses without getting anything missed, but also assists in managing your your cash flow when you so you know what bills are due when. That's
0: right, Mina. So really, automation, automation and systemization has not only helped us in terms of uh, saving clients' time and ensuring we have more accurate and timely data, but also it has flow-on effects for you know us as accountants, as holistic accountants. And I guess that the the most important thing is we start using that time wisely. Uh, and and it, what what dawns on me is that. Because through this systemization, it's going to get better, obviously. Um, you know, it learns as it goes and um, there's always product enhancements and, and there's always changes too, so like nothing stays still. Um, but I imagine over the next five to ten years, it will get better and we will save more time and we will have more accurate real-time information. So then um, the, the opportunity is then open up to a holistic accountant that can really then use that alternative time wisely. Uh, so instead of spending 10 hours preparing someone's books, automation might only take, uh, let's say, um, three hours. What what can they spend the other few hours on? Um, and there's things uh, I think that an accountant going to start to sort of morph into sort of uh, three professionals, if you like, your traditional accountant, uh, a little bit of a financial planner, and then thirdly, a little bit of a business coach as well. So You know, the business coach element is what can we do with the business to extract more profit, uh, to be more efficient, to save tax, uh, to grow the business, to help the cash flow of the business and the funding and so forth, and and ultimately uh, potential sale value. That's kind of the business coach element. Uh, The financial planning element is then talking or thinking about the client's personal goals, you know, whether it's um, making sure they're in a position to fund private school education or um, uh, build a nest egg of assets that are separate to their business entity so that if their business entity blows up one day, they've still got uh, a good asset base to fall back on. So there's a great opportunity, I think, Mina, for the, over the next, you know, few years and particular, next decade for a holistic account to start taking a wider view and start morphing into uh, some of these other professions.
1: Yeah, that's right, Stuart. In the past, accountants have really maybe spent around 95% of their time on compliance and 5% on proactive advice, but that probably needs to change to about 50-50 split, because automation will never replace an accountant's role by much more than that. Uh, So the question
0: is then, does your holistic accountant, well, firstly, do you have a holistic accountant? And then secondly, do they have the skills, knowledge and experience to really make this leap? Because I think there's going to be a bunch of accountants that um, just don't have enough experience, aptitude or uh, willingness, in fact, to invest in themselves to really make this transition. Uh, and they're obviously going to probably get left behind and, and, uh, and die a slow death. Their business will die a slow death. But I think the, the accountants that are really going to come into the fold uh, Will look to um, reinvest in themselves. So, so that's really about regular training, upskilling, um, inviting all these advances, particularly in their industry, and opportunities to look closer. Because one of the one of the side effects or positive side effects of um, uh, more automated, reliable, real time information is that it gives us more insight uh, into the current business and and uh, potential opportunities. Uh, And then the other thing to think about, too, is whether your accountant is in business themselves. Uh, You know, I I think often uh, you get the best results when you're dealing with someone that's um, done exactly what you want to do for themselves. So you're not going to employ a financial planner that doesn't have two pennies to rub together. But if a financial planner is, is independently wealthy themselves, to my mind... Uh, that, that carries a lot of integrity because they're not telling you to do uh, something that they haven't already done themselves. So if you've got an accountant that has business interests, whether they do some property development or they've got some business interests, um, quite often we tend to think a lot deeper about our own problems. Uh, and that sounds a bit selfish, but it's just true because we sit with our own issues in our own environment a lot longer than we sit with our clients. So therefore, if you have that experience, if you have a, uh, an accountant with that level of experience, chances are they're going to be in a position to really give you that proactive advice. Whereas if you're dealing with someone either in a large firm or someone that's not really um, got that level of experience, uh, then, then you might be just dealing with an accountant, a bookkeeper, someone that's going to prepare your tax returns, which is okay. They're doing a good job. Um, and, and it's a valuable service but you're probably never going to get that value add and, and so I think uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of our colleagues that are going to kind of hide in the work you know use the work as an excuse not to venture beyond you know just producing tax returns and doing the compliance work um, and then there's going to be a bunch of people that are actually going to uh, uh, be invited to sort of move away from that work more into the to the better sort of value add uh, sort of work so I think, uh, for people that are listening, um, uh, that are dealing with their existing account, they need to be sort of thinking about these sort of things. What sort of person am I dealing with? What background, what experience, what approach to business? Um, and that will likely inform them about what they can expect in the future.
1: So you really got to ask yourself, what should your accountant be working on? Yep. So your accountant should really be focusing on what drives the profitability of your business. So this this could include things like which products or services are delivering the most profit, or what is known as activity-based costing, uh, the products or, or services that are loss-making, and how to derive profitable growth, organic growth. That is. Just recently, we assisted a manufacturing client whether it was uh, whether it was beneficial to purchase a two hundred thousand dollar asset to reduce one of their components in their manufacturing. Uh, process that they currently they currently outsource. Our analysis not only involved determining the payback period of the asset and how it would improve the margin of the products they sell but also the additional labour and training requirements for staff to operate this machine. This kind of financial modelling assisted our client to reduce their key supplier risk whilst improving their margin and becoming much more competitive in the industry. These sort of key financial decisions are really what your accountant should be involved in. That's it, Mena.
0: So, you know, uh, driving profitability of a business is incredibly important. Arguably more important than that is cash flow. Cash flow is really the lifeblood of the business. So um, understanding what uh, a client's business cash flow cycle looks like. The cash flow cycle really refers to the, the difference between when you receive the money versus when you have to pay the money, so the expenses and so forth. And a really good example was when Michael Dell sold out of Dell, listed the business. Uh, He came back years later into the business and their cash cycle was plus 63 days. So that means they had to pay for all their expenses up front and wait 63 days before they received their revenue. Um, He turned that around to negative 45 days. So if you go and uh, order a Dell computer online now uh, and movie online was one of the transitions, you've got to pay up front uh, and then they don't pay their creditors for a, a a. Pretty lengthy amount of time. So they've got a 45 day positive cash flow cycle, which means that that can fund growth. You know, the more computers they sell, the more cash they have in the bank, and the more that they can grow. Whereas if you have a negative cash cycle, you know, you've got to pay your expenses before you receive the revenue, growth is always going to be difficult. So looking into how can we improve the cash flow in a business, we think about debtors. Do we have a large amount of debtors? And if so, is there ways that we can um, minimise them through offering discounts or financing or more regular billing? Um, and looking at creditor terms, you know, can we negotiate longer terms with our creditors um, in in return for maybe commitment to, to to give them more business or more a larger slice of our business and so forth? Look, we're going to talk about um, cash flow in episode four um, because it's so important, um, but cash flow is one of the things that they need to be uh a holistic accountant needs to be thinking about.
1: Tax planning is another and one that we often find is overlooked. Um, this is where we estimate profit for the coming financial year and work out how we're going to distribute or invest it. So if your profit is increasing, for example, we need to be aware that you'll have to pay catch-up tax on those additional profits, which could be a bit of a hit to the, to your cash flow. So sometimes we encourage clients to, to pay tax in advance That will allow us to pay out frank dividends to beneficiaries or shareholders to recoup some of the tax that the company has paid. We also need to think about borrowing capacity and our clients' investment plans. So if you need to borrow, we speak to our brokers to formulate a plan on how the profits needs to be reported and who they need to be distributed to to maximise the borrowing capacity whilst also keeping in in mind the ever-changing bank policies too. We also need to assess how surplus funds will be invested. So we could look at uh, super contributions, for example, or reallocating profits out of the trading entity for asset protection purposes. And finally, growth strategies is
0: another thing we need to think about. So um, some clients will have um, a very strong desire to grow their business uh, and we can um, uh, sort of uncover some of the financial planning considerations and business uh, considerations associated with that. Uh, So that might include funding, you know, how do we cash, do we cash flow fund the business or do we uh, need to go and borrow? Um, If there's going to be any loss-making businesses or service lines, you know, how do we structure that so that we can utilise those losses uh, sooner rather than later, rather than having having them trapped in any particular entity or so forth? Um, Are there government grants or incentives? Uh, a, A recent one over the last couple of years is called Uh, an early stage innovation company that gives you a sort of 20% tax offset um, if you invest in that entity. So is there a way to sort of structure to take advantage of any sort of government benefits? But really just generally getting an understanding of what do the future growth prospects look like, um, what uh, impact will they have on the balance sheet and the, the cash flow and profit position? And are there any things that we need to be doing now in preparation to before we start that growth trajectory or, or even during and throughout to sort of support our clients? Uh, So hopefully that's given you a good taste of what your accountant should be working on and more particularly how uh, the the role of your accountant will probably change over the next 10 years and and why it's important to uh, make sure you choose a a good, proactive, holistic accountant. In the next episode, as I said, we're going to talk about cash flow and business growth, which is incredibly important. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. This is the third episode of the first series of this podcast. And if you like it, uh, please leave a review wherever, or rating wherever you're um, listening to your podcast. Uh, and also, if you know any friends, family or colleagues that would uh, enjoy and value listening to this, uh, please share. If there's enough interest in the podcast, we will do a second season uh, and that's a um, threat. So thanks a lot, Mina. Thanks, Stuart. Thanks a lot, guys. And until next time, bye for now.